Alright everybody, welcome to the Goblin Beats the Goblins Gaming Podcast. We are playing the Bannerman Hall campaign. And <laughs> just because I feel obligated to do so, I'll mention the fact that the Georgia Bulldogs did win the college football championship last night. So there you go. Alright, I mentioned it. So you can date this podcast according. I'm Matt. Uh, I mean I've been playing I've been wearing Georgia gear like ever since we've been recording this stuff, so people I mean, they got to know by now. I'm playing a Balmere Strong Branch. He is now a level one actual druid. No longer, no longer a level zero wannabe whatever. So that's pretty awesome. I think everybody is going to do that for tonight. And uh, so also join us. we got Jesse, who's playing Lando. Stuck on Lando, but I'm actually a pirate. T. Gallo. <laughs> yes, our friendly halfling rogue. He's ready to parlay. Mm-hmm. And parlay. Yeah. John's here too. He's playing Corso Voss. Take a That's... knight to the knight. He wants to be a knight. Yes. Finally, a fighter. Hopefully, I can take more than a stiff breeze before I kill over. Fun fact: Did you know that they filled the hollowed-out lances in a knight's tail with dried spaghetti, with uncooked spaghetti, so that it looked like splinters when it broke? That's pretty huh. slick. That is yeah, cool. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I love it. Hey, movie. who's that talking? Oh, it's PJ, who hasn't been here in a while. I actually played his character more recently than he did. I <laughs> um, uh, changed Thanks. his name to James Bondage. Yeah, I noticed that. Why? Why did you change it to Bondage? Is this like a secret fetish you're trying to let us know about? I don't know. No, it's a secret it's anymore. If you're just trying to tell us. It's funny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you were all tied up the last time we played. <laughs> yes, I was actually, and not in a good way. That's true. Uh, he likes to make short jokes because he's short. What can he say? <laughs> he picks the low-hanging fruit because he's short. Ah! <laughs> not, not in real life. Come on, man. Uh, well, that's not what I heard. Anyway, uh, and then you got uh, taller than PJ Ben also yeah. joining us tonight. <laughs> he's, he's playing... Taller than PJ the, since like thirteen. The six foot tall. We're not sure if he's a uh, kangaroo who got his tail tail chopped off, or he's he's a rabbit. Sometimes he's a little bit of both. It's a, it's a quick foot. Yeah, it is a mystery. He's from the Feywild. It's very very mysterious. I don't even really know what I am at all. Maybe he's a yeah, what I'm is a that? Monk. Maybe he's a wallaby, like Rocco. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe that's a great show. He's nothing at all. That is a great show. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, this whole thing is just a dream. And and Danny is Danny is the dream weaver. Dream weaver. I was hoping Thank that wasn't happen. Whoever sang that. that was, <laughs> it was PJ. I, I set that up specifically because I knew he wouldn't be able to resist the bait. You're right. <laughs> I, I just would not be able to. Mm. All right, so we're we're level one, and we are ready to play. 
Now I have that stupid bass line playing in my head. Thank I should totally it. get inspiration for that. That's just awesome. I'm you pretty don't get sure any you might lose inspiration because of that. Yeah, try to take your inspiration away, but you already didn't have one. So. I feel very uninspired. Yeah, you're negative one inspired. <clears throat> so, so yes, when last we played, um, the group of you had, at the urging of Corso's grandpappy, Grandpapa, Arden Voss, had gone to uh, collect heirlooms from the Voss estate before you know, all the hoodlums and whatnot were able to pick it clean. And uh, you picked the most appropriate time, which was when all of the Lightbringers were battling a giant shadow dragon in the middle of town. So, does that ring a bell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, yep, they were distracted. And we, we uh, had to had to do some bartering with nudie pictures of elves. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I joined yeah, yeah. at the tail end of that, and it was very interesting what was going on, to say the least. Yeah. That was very... And some candlesticks. I personally yeah. was very entertained that you guys went through the whole rigmarole with those insane fey creatures. I just wanted to kill them. I figured it was 50-50. You know, you would either fight them or <laughs> trade with them. Typically with our group, it's tilted more towards the kill, but, you know, hey. Yeah. Kudos for not I killing the first guys. Later. It hey. Worked. We we have time to develop our murder hobo tendencies. We're <laughs> only level one. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, you did. Uh, I personally was much entertained by you uh, bartering with them, <laughs> running back and forth multiple times, up until the point where Matt was just like, you know what, y'all stay here. I'm going to run back and forth. Yeah. I just wanted to get it done. And those guys are just like dilly-dallying around, <laughs> sticking their heads in barrels and shit. And I'm just like, can we just get the trade done? What is happening right now? Didn't know there was a trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, there's always, always a trade deadline. It's called whenever the dragon kills all the light bringers or the light bringers kill the dragon. That's the deadline. <laughs> so speaking of which, um, I've, I have had time to uh, to work on my campaigns, of course. So uh, just let you guys know, today is uh, Sunday. It's the 10th day of Goa. Uh, mm-hmm. They've changed the year numbering system since the uh, the Shadow Plague, so it's now year. It's the fifth year after Shadow AS, they call it. Uh, so uh, this is the beginning of spring, basically early spring, where you fellows are, and it's about fifty three degrees outside today because uh, Danny loves to roll random weather now. <laughs> well, it's light. It's light jacket weather. Or yeah, it's cloudy. Weather. It's cloudy, not too windy. Fifty-three degrees. Um, right. So, so the group of you, as you're uh, nonchalantly getting back, you know, to the wagons with the rest of the uh, would-be resettlers of Holbeck Hill, a uh, bedraggled group of Lightbringer knights is uh, approaching the the line. Would you guys like to get up to the front so you can talk to them and see them, or you just want to hang back and not draw attention? I'm, I'm definitely hanging back. Mm. Me uh, as well. I'll go check in with them. I mean, because I'm on pretty good terms with them. 
Uh, I'm looking to see did Sir Wal- Sir Gwalter, Gwalter, whatever did did he by chance get beheaded during the attack? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, do you do you want your good friend Gwalter the Heartbreaker to die? <laughs> you know, maybe maybe if he didn't have that big head on his shoulders, my mama might might not might not be so distracted. He doesn't. He doesn't so much want him to die as he just doesn't want him to be living anymore. Well, then, uh, Corso. I want him to be my stepfather. Corso is uh, uh, shocked and horrified, and a little uh, a little happy on the inside, and maybe feels guilty to himself as he sees uh, two of the squires helping uh, Sir. Gwalter to walk. His uh, just the whole right side of his face is just covered in blood, and uh, and uh, like you can just see all these horrible wounds on the right side of his face um, that they're attempting to bandage up as they're as they're, he's stumbling along with them, barely walking, having to be kind of half dragged. Uh, you see uh, quite a few less of the uh, of the light bringers coming back than than rode out there. What was it like? Thirty uh, of them. It was over a score. Is that what I told you? Yeah, you said uh, what thirty-ish light bringers is what I had written down. So, yeah, so a couple stayed with you. Um, maybe fifteen are coming oh. back. Uh, oh, wow. and that's including Gwalter, who's who's having to be dragged along, and Sir Sir Roget is in his is on his horse, but he's uh, he's got his left arm kind of bandaged up and uh from what you can see of it there's probably not a whole hand there uh at point. Uh, and he looks kind of ashen faced and uh gets up to the crowd and he, he raises his, his good hand and says uh, good people good people uh the the dragon is slain the shadow spawn are, are broken uh, hold back kill is ours i bid you all to come into town and, and make temporary camp while myself and, and Sir Walter and some of the others are uh, tended to, we have at uh, current count uh, 12 dead to bury this evening. Another that probably won't make it. Um, should, should we cheer or make, make sad noises? <laughs> like, I'm just, this is really confusing. Yeah, Cor- Corso s- steps up and says... Uh, uh, and, and gestures to the crowd and says, well, we should all uh, let the Lightbringers know how much we appreciate them helping us reclaim our town. They've made a, a great sacrifice today. Yeah, there's, there's scattered applause and hurrahs, uh, mostly by humans in the crowd, which is mostly humans, so right. not a lot of noticeable dissenters. Um, some of the the folk from town who kind of know how to use herbs and that sort of thing go up to try to help uh, Sir Walter and Sir Roget as you all walk to town. Um, it takes you, it only takes you about 15 minutes actually from here to get into the town itself. Uh, those of you who are from here are like gladdened to see that the town is still there. Um, the majority of the buildings are still standing, but it's kind of heartbreaking to see these obviously abandoned buildings at the same time. Uh, trees and shrubs and stuff have kind of grown up around them. Several buildings, the roofs have collapsed. Uh, almost all of them have holes in them and all their windows are broken out. Uh, doors off their hinges, that sort of thing. 
but it still does look like a town. Uh, you can tell you can tell the infrastructure for the most part is still there. I look over at uh, at Quentin and say, "Man, this neighborhood's really gone down Holbeck Hill." <laughs> Quentin just stares blankly ahead. He's obviously in shock. For for someone as intelligent as him, he just does not get sarcasm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you fellas want to do? You want to help? Uh, of course, I guess you want to help your mom and granddad set up uh, a little campsite. Yeah, so are they, they're going to set up in town? They're not going to go out to the estate? Um, yeah, everybody, the the lot bringers are recommended that everyone stick together for now for safety until you know what else might be in the area. Gotcha. Then, yeah, I'll help them get set up. Is there an empty tavern that perhaps still has some not empty barrels in it? There is the empty tavern. Um, yeah, didn't the the lady who ran the tavern, didn't she die during the... Uh, she did the die. Yeah. She did die. Uh, Dibs. Uh, <laughs> hey, there's more than enough for both of us. Yeah, James Bondish helped her, helped her run it a little bit and uh, performed poorly from time to time in the common room. Everyone's a critic. Right. You know what? That was level zero. What are we supposed to are we supposed to see anything on roll twenty? Are we still on that like white page the like... Yeah, you're still on the white on the white page. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm more than happy going looking for some alcohol. Uh, with All right. Almir strong back. Yes, yeah, so you do that. Um there is nothing nothing of use left. Uh not even old open barrels of, of cider or anything. It's just all either gone or smashed. There's some uh, skeletons, you know, that have been obviously defeated, kind of laying around in parts of the building. I search for anything um, valuable. Yeah, this place. This place has obviously been picked clean. Uh, give me. You can give me perception checks or investigation checks. Everyone that's in there. All right, I'll do. The perception or what else? Investigation. Oh, geez. Rolled a solid one. Got a, got a big old five. Turned out to be an eight with a plus three. It's real good. I got a ten. All right. We're proceeding that's, super well. That's what a minus one. So, yeah, with your ten, you can tell ten is the best anybody rolls. I rolled an eight. Woo woo. <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you can tell that, uh, like, uh, not all at once, but like people have been in here and turned this place over multiple times over the years like uh it's been it's probably one of the first places people stop if they you know sneak through town kind of thing was was here to see if they could find any rations or food or drink or anything no nobody owns the building so we might as well set up here i mean we we know we won't be intruding on Uh, anybody yeah we won't be outside as you're saying that a light bringer uh comes in up his door says and says, uh, no one's to use any of the buildings yet until Sir Rojit has had a, had a chance to uh, go through and mark off all the buildings. You could help with that. Oh, right. I'm just going to walk in anyway. <laughs> so camp, I guess we'll just camp uh, outside. Just look to where everybody else is kind of gathering on the place I'm, to set up. I'm just going to be a squatter. We're going to circle the wagon. <laughs> 
Is there like a place in the city square to like circle the wagons or something? There is. Yeah, yeah. All the wagons are basically set up between buildings around the center of town, and people are setting up either in their wagons or under their wagons, like they did when you were traveling, or setting up small tents, kind of attached to the wagons. All right. Let's just let's just do that then to join everybody else. Well, while I mean, we're it's, setting... up to, it's up to Corso, really. Well, while we're setting up the vast wagon, because I, I didn't go in with you guys. Uh, I was helping my mom and stuff and grandpa. Uh, I was looking around to see, so there don't appear to be any signs of dark, weird shadows or anything. And, there, don't, uh, there don't, although you can see part of the corpse of the dragon uh, a couple hundred yards uh, south of town. Now it looks like where the, the fighting ended. Sweet. Uh, okay, yeah, that was my next question. I want to, if if I can, I'd like to go over and check out this dragon. Yeah, you can go over there. Um, I guess by the time you get to that point, the rest of the group is kind of coming outside, so you guys can go with them if you'd like. Yes. So the buildings are on off limits, but the corpse of the dangerous shadow dragon, totally okay. Yeah, because he's already dead. It's not like he can do anything else. I don't know that. Or so <laughs> it would seem. That's what they want you to think. Right. Um, Fine. All right. Yeah, I'll go over there with him. Okay. As you get over there, there are uh, three squires kind of stationed around the corpse of the dragon. And they say, whoa, whoa, folk, uh, stay back. The uh, light speakers are going to uh, investigate the dragon, dragon's corpse, and, and dispose of it to keep everyone safe. We don't what want anyone to do. I can persuade to see if I can fast talk my way to let us check it out anyway. For deception. Uh, you, you can you can do whatever you'd like. Alright, uh I'll do there's persuasion. A, you all do, do see there's there's a fellow uh you saw a couple of these guys in these white robes uh in the wagons on the way, but they never really came out or talked to anybody. There's one of those walking around the corpse doing doing something with his hands and like waving some kind of stick around. You're not sure what he's doing. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, if during my time of training with the the light bringers, had I heard of these light speakers before and kind of what they do? Or you have so they're the ones that uh, like teach the religion of the luminous one. That's this new god that the light bringers worship. Um. Okay. So the light the light speakers are basically like their clergy. Uh, okay. And, the, and they speak of them uh not they're not necessarily leaders, but they whatever they say has like a lot of weight with Sir Rojit, for instance. Gotcha. Uh so with your twenty two persuasion, uh they look down on you, uh James, and say, No one may go until the light speakers say. Well, you know, he's right there. I could totally just talk to him, and like we're we're trying to find out more about this light speaker's religion and everything. So, like, this would be a great opportunity for us to help out. And you I'm know, standing way back from this guy, I'm, this <laughs> wee thing is not applying to me. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> you know, we're we're here to help. So I just wanted to see what we could do to assist. And you know, are you trying to say that loudly to get the light speaker's attention or anything? Oh, no, I was just talking to the guy. I'm just trying to fast-talk that guy. Oh, got you. Uh, he he looks... Uh, give me a insight check. Oh, jeez. 
The worst one. Eight. <laughs> he's got some kind of look on his face, but you can't tell what it is. But he's like, he does not seem like he's going to let you past. Okay, fine. <laughs> or Wrong branch. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else is there can can make an insight check. I guess you're all there. All right. About this guard. Well, Mortimer Quickfoot is. Uh, I know what he up. understands. Yeah, he he's got all the insight. <laughs> Eighteen. I rolled not quite two. as good as Mortimer, but almost. I'm feeling quite insightful. Quite. From so uh, Mortimer and and uh, Balmir, you can tell by just by this guard's body language that he's too terrified of that that uh, light speaker person back there to uh, to even pretend to let anybody pass. All right. All right. I don't Go feel ahead. the need to convey that information to anybody. I mean, they're not going to let us pass. They're not going to let us pass. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, so, I, but you said, although I know what a light speaker is, none of us have talked to or met these people before? That's right, yeah. All right. Uh, I tell the others, I'll say, uh, I'll try to... You know, find out what I can next time we, I train with the Lightbringers. Let's go get our camp set up. Yeah, I think that's probably for the best. All right. Uh, when you say that, uh, I guess it's, it's a good idea, Mr. Vass. That was the guard? Yeah. Yeah, Cor- Corso likes that he's calling him Mr. <laughs> All right, everybody, as you're walking away, you can all make perception checks if you want. Okay. Yes. Oh, look, another eight. All eight on perception. Wow, I'm... 16, baby. Super perceptive. A seven. All right. Uh, Lando... Most of them are, like, the most perceptive together. <laughs> Lando, you hear uh, the other guard, not the one that was speaking to you, but the other one says something about uh, Vass spends a lot of time with those stinking demi-humans or something demi-humans. Something about demi-humans. And he definitely says it in a derogatory manner. As, uh, as y'all are walking pa- walking away. I would kill him. I'll walk up to Corso and tug on his shirt and be like, um, Heard you like hanging out with demi-humans or whatever those things are. Those guys don't like it. Just FYI. I don't, doesn't apply to me, of course, but seems <laughs> odd. Uh, I look at Lando and kind of cock one eyebrow. I'm like, you know that, that they refer to halflings as demi-humans, correct? Yeah, but that doesn't apply to me. I'm a pirate. Oh, okay. <laughs> totally different. Gotcha. Makes sense now. Okay, well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, I guess Corso kind of files that away because now that's twice he's heard something about the Lightbringers not liking other races of people. Yeah, these these uh, demi uh, human peeps they don't sound they don't sound like they're very much liked. So, but 
you know, our dwarven friend, he's fine, correct? Because he's not a demi-human, right? Sounds like a weird human. So, like, is a demi-human, like, a deformed human? Like uh, a one-armed human? You know, it's, it's kind of human. Got two arms, two legs, but not necessarily uh, of the same species. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... Just like kind of tall and ugly, like Like the really right? tall demi-dwarves that can't grow good beards. Hmm. <laughs> Like okay. Corso. Got it. So I Listen, think I'm still going through puberty. You got to give me time. <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, you guys spend the evening setting everything up. Uh, generally, the folk who are from Holbeck Hill in the first place are very excited. Um, the, uh, the Dwarven <laughs> family there, the Ashcrip family. Um, like they go there, uh, they seem excited. Like they set up right next to the smithy. Um, Mayor Gildarb's brother, Mayor Gildarb, um, sets up next to his brother's old house, you know, the mayor's house. Um, people, are, people are generally pretty pleased. Um, as you're setting up camp for the evening, Siofra, uh, comes by to check on you, uh, James, and see how it's going. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? I was messing with my, trying to see if I get my earbuds to connect again. What'd you say? That's okay. So Siofra, the, you know, the halfling druidess, she stops by to check on you and see how you're doing. Oh, hey, Siofra. I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just, uh, sitting here with camp. Practicing my, uh, instruments here playing on my bagpipes just a little bit to around. So, oh, getting time. any better uh no no one really gets better with the bagpipes it's just you know <laughs> all like really weird sounds that people pretend to like for whatever reason uh, but the dwarves right. seem to like it a lot so you know it pays well oh, okay well um just uh keep an eye out let me know i saw that the Lightbringers managed to kill that dragon that was impressive Yes, yes, that was that was pretty good. Uh, kind of right. dragged on for a minute, but anyway. <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to scout out around town and make sure everything's okay. I'll I'll check on you guys before too long. Need you want to go with you? No, I'll be fine. Alrighty. Um, so she also stops by and checks on you, Balmir, to see how your uh, druidic studies are going. Going pretty She's well. Um, I can actually uh, cast Good Berry, not quite as impressive as those wands you gave out, but you know, getting well, there. Well, the wands, the wands give up eventually, and hopefully you won't. Uh, yeah, that's also my hope. Yeah. yeah, you're pleased to see. You're pleased to see her. Like, uh, what made you decide to be a dwarf? Was it uh, was like she any of the inspiration being a a fellow dwarf and also being a druid? Uh, yeah, and that and the background that it would give me with the other dwarves that had come to the camp. Yeah. Gotcha. So I just right. say, uh, I let her know uh, there are other creatures in this area, though, other than the dragon. We encountered some corrupted fae in the oh, really? old estate of Mr. Voss over there. Oh, I will, I will go and check that out. Make sure they're gone, or at least not going to bother anyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so also, 
um, PJ, you weren't here last time, but for the other people, they already know that I'm not advertising the fact that I'm a dwarf. Like, I'm actually pretty tall for a dwarf, and I keep my beard pretty trimmed and wear, like, regular clothes. Nothing dwarfish in nature. Okay, so kind of like uh, how y'all make me feel, like, every day, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, I totally understand that. Like yeah. a dwarf in disguise. Got it. Yeah. 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 So I told everybody else that last time, so nobody, nobody refers to me as a, as a dwarf. I think the only person I actually was introduced as a dwarf was Corso. I don't think I told any of the rest of the guys here I was a dwarf. Oh, yeah. yeah I think that's true. Well, a short so as far as you guys are concerned, I'm just a short human. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, did you, did you have any questions for her or anything? She tells you uh, she's like, the rest of your clan is, is doing well. They've found a temporary spot to stay for a few weeks. That's good to hear. I'm just going to stay around here and kind of use my stature as it is to mm-hmm. keep an eye on these light bringers. They've already, there's already been muttering about, apparently, about Mr. Voss hanging out with too many demi-humans. Mm. That's not good. Mm. And I don't like that light speaker very much over there either, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't have any pull with the light speakers. They don't they don't care for druids, so not much I can do. They probably don't care for much of anyone but themselves. Mm, they are big on themselves. Yeah, they're a bunch of turd burglars. She, she pats you on the shoulder and says, Be safe. I'll check on the vast estate and let you know if there's anything I find that's troubling. Thank you. And she just kind of walks through town. Most people wave at her as she goes by. Like most of the longtime citizens uh, like her. Because they don't know she's a dwarf, right? Uh, that's right. They seem to think that she's something else. Like uh, you've noticed that. Everyone, everyone doesn't notice that she's a dwarf. All right. She shaves her beard. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, over the next few days, you guys have a chance to kind of like practice whatever it is your crafts are, um, whatever those are for your particular lo- your particular classes, rather. Basket uh, weaving. Yeah. Whether yeah, whether it's basket weaving or barding or druiding here and there. Practice my illumination skills. Right. Uh, so, so do you practice those out in the open, or you just do them like in your tent and don't show anybody? Oh, I practice them out in the open. Let people they admire my work. Hmm. Remember the hate okay, magic and the hate magic, magic in this creatures. Campaign. It's not oh, magic; yeah. it's just illuminating scripts. Yeah, he's drawing the pictures for books, basically. Yeah. Uh, one day when you're doing that, one of the uh, the Lightbringer Knight stops and, and sees what you're doing, and he says, Oh, uh, good fellow, you should... Uh, I should set you up with a meeting with one of the speakers. You um, you know, they might like to have you illuminate some of their holy texts. Oh, that would be... Are you sure? I, I, I mean, that would, be, that would be a huge honor. I will, I will say something to them about it. What is your name, fellow? Ah, yes. My name is uh, Boromir. Boromir? No, not Boromir. 
Balmir. Oh, Balmir. <laughs> I would follow Balmere. you, my friend, my brother, my king. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I said Bal. I said Balmir, but Balmir. Yeah, Balmir. Fun does not simply forget your. <laughs> All right. He, uh, that was funny. You can tell he mentally takes a note of that and leaves. Uh, is anybody? Is there, there anything any of you want to do over these three days that you have? So, Corso is mainly spending his time practicing uh, using his grandfather's new pick and mm-hmm. uh, and training his his horse. Okay. Which you don't think which people are going to wonder where he got that? The pick or the horse? Uh, no, the pick and the armor. Uh, no one seems to ask any questions about it. You guys, I mean, he is a noble, and you guys did have some equipment on the way down. Right? I do make sure and uh, show it to my grandfather and uh, and also let him know that we weren't able to recover his... Uh, Artworks with a wink. Yeah. He's very embarrassed about that. He says, Oh, oh my. You saw that those were mine. <laughs> well, you did sign them. Well, I mean, they were quite good. If you saw them, they were, I felt they were very, fairly good. They were magnificent. <laughs> those yeah. Dark Fae really liked them, like, way too much. Oh, oh wait, I wasn't gonna tell him about any dark fay. Dark fay? That sounds scary. Yeah, they moved out. At least they're supposed to have anyway. Well I was I was always uh middling to poor as a as a warrior, but uh my true painting I suppose is probably my true calling, I suppose, was painting, but um you know, that doesn't pay the bills. Couldn't it though? Uh, maybe in a large city, but not not in a place like this. Well, I tell him uh, thanks for letting me know about grandfather's stuff. I'm gonna keep training, make sure that uh, I'm worthy of it. Ah, well, you already look as though it were made for you. He pats you on both your shoulders. Uh, gets a little tear, misty tear in his eye, wipes away, and says, "Oh, I've got things to do. Get out of here." All right. Okay. All right. So you're training everybody. Everybody, I guess, is just montage training for their level up to level one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like practicing my just playing with my good berries. Ew. <laughs> In the woods by yourself. Got it. <laughs> hmm. you know. I'm just flicking my harp and playing with my instrument. <laughs> wow. That's good. Mortimer's doing like uh, I just, jumping. I got a fancy stick and I'm smacking trees with it. I figured you were like jumping around through the woods, kicking squirrels and stuff. Well, that too. Kicking squirrels out of trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. weird for a squirrel for a squirrel when a rabbit comes out of nowhere and kicks it out of a tree. <laughs> a six foot tall <laughs> rabbit. Yeah. Mm. All the all the woodland animals are like, "What is happening?" Just throwing darts <laughs> at everything. 
Because <laughs> yeah. I have those. They're having like hate crime meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Three redbirds have been killed this week by this rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you're throwing darts at things, it's probably killing them. It's just little <laughs> woodland creatures. <laughs> I'm not a druid. <laughs> that make you like a dirty, hairy type character? Oh, oh gosh. Oh, dirty, well. dirty hair and gun. Ah, it'd be it'd be really bad if you were eating the animals as well. Like, <laughs> there's like uh, there's a group of foxes that have a support meeting about it. Can't figure <laughs> out. Damn rabbits killing all our food. Yeah, and he's chasing us now. This is the wrong way around. What's going on? All right, so like, I'm ethically carnivorous. <laughs> the follow so the following Odin's Day, which is uh, three days later, the thirteenth of Goa. If you're interested, it's uh, it's windy and cooler than uh, the one you guys got here. It's like mid to low forties today. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask what the weather is. <laughs> the uh, thanks for that. The Lightbringer squires go around to everyone in town and let them know to uh, meet at midday in the town square. Sir Rojit is going to uh, make some announcements about the town. Ooh, finally. Hopefully it's that they found some ale. He's been he's been uh, recovering the last three days for the most part from what you understand. Alright. Corso yeah. plans on being there. Okay, yeah, so around midday, pretty much everyone is there. Um, there's, what, maybe 70-ish people total in town at this point. Um, so everyone's kind of gathered around. The, there's a front circle of light bringers, basically all the, all the remaining knights and squires. Uh, you do see, uh, off to the side, the two uh, speakers. Uh, they're standing like one on either side of Gowalter, who uh, his entire right side of his face is still bandaged, like covering his eye and uh, and hair and all of that. Uh, but he's standing on his own now, and is uh, you wouldn't say you wouldn't say he looks like a heartbreaker anymore, though. That's for sure. Uh, even even not being able to see underneath the bandages, it's a real shame. Got a little bit of a two face vibe going on here. Um, so Rojit, uh, kind of stands up in front of everyone. His, uh, looks like his, uh, part of his left hand is definitely gone. Uh, gonna be all right. You can't, you can't, I can't take, like, I can't take more inspiration away from you, PJ. I don't know what, what you want me to do. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no more negative the inspiration can get to. Like, I, I got no reason to stop. I guess I could give other people inspiration when you do it. I don't know. All right. That would still benefit. Cool halfling. I'm a cool halfling. Sure so, you uh, are. Uh, he he stands up. He stands up there on a little, little uh, wooden box, basically pedestal thing that they've made made for him to stand on, and says, "Thank you all for for joining." I know this is a day many of us never thought would arrive. Uh, we've finally retaken the town of Holbeck Hill, and uh, like it, 
many other towns across the country are being retaken now by brave men and women such as yourselves and with the the help of the light bringers in many cases. Uh, we thank you so much for your support and we know that this town will prosper and become a uh, shining beacon within our country. Uh, I have I have a writ which I was uh, told to read upon arrival here by our baron in Aesgarth. Um, I'm sorry it took me a few days to recover after dealing with the dragon. There's scattered applause at that. You know, they're like, Rojet Dragon Slayer, yay! Yeah. Uh, he kind of like pats his hands in the air. Hand, Thank you, Julie. Yeah, well, now he's got two hands, just one of them's not whole. He says, that's unnecessary. Thank you. Uh, he, then he uh, he unfurls this, the writ, which takes, it's a little hard for him to do. He has, has to kind of like hold the bottom of it with like one or two fingers with his left hand. And he begins to read the writ, which is in flowery, ridiculous language. Um, the, uh, the gist of which is that uh, in thanks for all of their help throughout uh, throughout the war and for retaking this town, the Baron of Aesgarth uh, cedes control of Holbeck Hill and the surrounding environs to the Lightbringers to uh, to rule and to tax and to keep uh, for the Barony of Aesgarth and for the for the country. Uh, what's the thing with the country again? Hold on. Uh, let's see, uh, Exenad, for the country of Exenad. Um, Corsa, probably nobody else catches what that means exactly, but Corsa, you kind of immediately realize what that means for your family, right? Uh, yeah, we've been displaced. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he says, uh, as such, uh, then, uh, uh and he continue, continues on as such. They will dispense uh, residence, uh, you know, as appropriate throughout the city, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he finish, finishes reading that and rolls it up and says, basically what that means is the Lightbringers are here to stay and we will protect you here in Holbeck Hill, keep everyone safe to the best of our ability, and help this town to grow and prosper, at, at which point there's more scattered applause. You see some looks of concern, those of you who look for them from uh, the Ashcript family, from Quentin's mother, and from a few others uh, at, at the end of those statements. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's the end of that. Everything starts to break up at that point. If Corso, if you want to go and speak to him or or anything at this point, you could probably do that. If anybody wants to talk to anyone else, you can try that as well. Yeah, I definitely want to talk to Sir Rogent. Um, just kind of see, you know, why my family was left out of this and <clears throat> Sure. I'll go with Corso to Bunningham to talk to the guy. Alright. Give him give him a little backup. Yeah, exactly. Just just a little backup. <laughs> a little moral support, right? All right, uh, you get over, you uh, walk up to him, and Sir Roger looks at you with kind of a knowing look in his eyes. Says, "Ah, uh, Corso, I thought I would see you fairly quickly." 
How about yeah. you? This uh, proclamation uh, wasn't really what we were expecting. Um, you know, my family has significant holdings here in Holbeck Hill, and our assumption was that we would be able to retain that and the responsibilities and rights that go with that. Yes, yes, I did speak uh, to the Baron on your behalf. He uh, kind of like uh, motions for you to follow him and like uh, goes to sit in the, starts walking towards the inn. Basically, the Lightbringers have been kind of setting up shop in there the last few hours. Uh, if you'd like to sit at a table here, we can speak. Uh, yeah, that'll be fine. All right. He walks with you there. Um, as he, as you are walking over there, a uh, young, fairly pretty girl who uh, you've seen before, uh, as you were on your way here, probably didn't take much notice of her. She's like... Uh, 18, 19 years old. So I guess girl maybe isn't the right word. She's young lady, whatever. Uh, she comes over and brings a a, a glass of, of wine. Wine. And he says, ah, oh, thank you, my lass. Uh, Corso, uh, have you have you met my daughter? I haven't. Uh, ah. Uh, and I turn and try to give my best-mannered bow. All right, give me a... Give me a performance check. Would it be performance? Is there something else you could use for that? Um, eh, probably. Yeah, it would be be performance. This is going to be right. good. Or you can give me that with uh, um, advantage, since uh, since you're a noble. Sixteen. All right. Uh, yeah, so you did a, did a great job. Uh, all right, uh, she uh, she kind of uh, uh, nods her head back to you. He says, uh, oh, "Forgive my rudeness, uh, uh, Corso. This is my daughter, Coral. Coral, this is Corso. Corso Vass." And she said, "Oh, I've, I've heard of you. It's nice to meet you." And she like gives you her hand and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I'd- I take it, and I'm I'm trying to be polite to her. As concerned as I am in dealing with her father, I know being rude is not going to help me any. Right. Okay. Uh, he says he says uh, thank you for this. Uh, would you mind getting uh, Corso a small glass as well, and uh, maybe see if they have anything for us to eat? Well, we're going to sit. My uh, uh, hand is bothering me terribly, so she runs away to do that. All right, so he sits at the table with you and says, uh, "Do you go with them, PJ?" Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm there too. Okay, he doesn't introduce you to his daughter, but he doesn't say that you can't come in or anything like that. Uh, and then uh, when you sit down, he, he motions for them to bring food for all three of you. Um, yes, Corso, uh, I did speak with the Baron on your behalf, and his, uh, his take on it was that your family. Uh, was given um, a knighthood in exile while your town, while your your lands were overrun by the shadows, and now that they no longer are, that you are free to to go back to your ancestral lands. So, so that uh, that contract is now null and void. Um, so, do I know if the the kingdom that my family initially came from the shadow broke as 
there as well. Well, so your family was lived in the Midlands, which is where all the shadow stuff was centered. So yeah, you don't know that. You just okay. know you know that the well supposedly did all get destroyed. Um and for the most part all the shadow creatures have kind of been quelled, at least in Exonad. Um obviously the shadow dragon was still here, so they didn't all just spontaneously die. Right. Uh well, but they that- uh, I tell him, I said, that that may well be uh, where my road takes me, but until then, we had roots here. This was where our life was. Oh, well, there's there's no reason a strapping young fellow like yourself can't, can't find a place here in Holbeck. Still, we could definitely use a... I've seen you practicing lately. You seem to be improving daily, from what I hear, from the reports I gather. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're impressed. I've been uh, working hard. It's good to know that it's noticed. It certainly is. Um, so if you if you wish to stay here and be a soldier uh, for the light, I, I would be happy to have you. Although I, I must say that I feel a, a young man like yourself, perhaps, perhaps uh, at least going back to see if you could take back your your homeland, might be more in your character. Well, I will have to speak to my mother and grandfather. Uh, I don't know what would become of them. Oh, well, um, they would, of course, be welcome to stay here or go with you. Uh, We would never dream of not taking good care of your mother and your grandfather, of course. Uh, Would they still be allowed to stay at our estate? Uh, Well, the estate is... uh, the property of the of the local lord, so that will eventually uh, fall to me if the light bringers uh, deem it such. I mean, if the light speakers bring it, deem it such. Um, if if not, it will go. It will go to you know wherever they they decide to put it. It's mostly up to them uh, what gets parcelled where. Uh, my job is is from in military matters. Do you think you might be able to put in a good word for? Corso and his family, and, and I do like a persuade to see if I can't influence him to like that on his behalf. Um, yeah, you can give a persuade check if you want to. All right. Oh, jeez. Ten. Ten. He says, uh, it is noble of you, my young friend, to, uh, to speak up so well for, speak up for your friends, and, uh, Speaks well of you, Corso, that you have friends that would speak for you. So, but uh, I have no, I have no control over such things. Um, I can't ask them to make sure that your family has a home in town, uh, one of the existing standing dwellings. I don't think there should be any issue with that. Um, Corso isn't real pleased with this, but tries not to show it on his face. Um, you know, seems like I don't have much of a say in what's going to happen. Yeah, he uh, he sees he kind of sees the consternation on your face, and uh, with his with his good hand, he kind of grabs your left hand and says, "Corso, if you if you decide to go and and try and take back your homelands, I," he kind of looks looks around a little bit. I would be willing to uh, to donate 
some uh, some wagons and some equipment to help you get uh, yourselves and whoever you take with you there to to undertake it. Um, well, I know. that's a very generous offer. I need to speak to my uh, to my family to decide what we're going to do. Yeah, he uh, he says he says uh, of course, of course, that is only right. Uh, feel free to take your time. Uh, we certainly don't want to rush uh, folk like yourself out of town. Well, I thank him for his hospitality and uh, and for the food and everything. And I motion to James and like, let's go. We need to discuss this. All right. All right. What's everybody else doing while he goes in to talk to Sir Rojit? Uh, I'm just checking out the local stonework too. Been tired of practicing my illuminating. <laughs> the uh the smithy and several other buildings are definitely dwarven made um you knew that the smithy was dwarven made before you got here though because the ashcrypt family had told you that they built it um some of the buildings are actually like of elven work or or fey design which is interesting man kind of weird mix place yeah. for bunch of humans to be coming back to. It doesn't look like it was filled with a bunch of humans to start with. Now, and then about uh, almost a third of the buildings are, were definitely made for halflings. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a small housing market, but hey, we're, we're growing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, those tiny houses are really taking off. They really are. Are any of the light bringers hanging around this this area of town while I'm walking around looking at the different buildings? Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're buzzing about all over the place. So I'm guessing you probably plan to get rid of these short people houses. You say that to one of them. Yeah. Uh he sa- he looks at him and says, No, I don't think so. Oh. Well, it doesn't seem to be a lot of you know, halflings around here. I mean there's a couple of them running around. Not enough to fill oh, all those yeah. buildings. Well, I, I did hear, I heard that they were going to uh, uh, send letters to see if the halflings that used to work the orchards would come back and do it again. Oh, okay. Good idea. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not in charge of that kind of thing, but I, I believe that's what I was told. Or oh, overheard, just, I should yeah. say. Just commenting in general that it's, uh, that's a smart idea. Hmm. Which, I mean, I would expect no less. I'm sure the light speakers are the, the one to make those sort of decisions. Oh, yes, the speakers of the light. He like does a, does a uh, hand gesture that you don't quite understand. Something to do with a sun or a light or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like... <laughs> yeah, for those for those of you watching the podcast, you understood exactly what that hand signal was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that that's what that guy says. And then he he's actually got a little uh, pad. And he's like writing things down as, as he gets to each building. Do you need help? Um, I'm just surveying uh, surveying this, getting a, a description of each building and counts of all the different kinds of buildings, so we know what we have and what to start working on and what's not worth fixing, that kind of thing. 
I'm pretty accomplished at masonry myself. Well, you look like a stout you, fellow. Can help you. Can you almost pass as a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, almost. You know, not quite that short. Uh, so you're. Uh, he actually flips over to another sheet, and you can see he's got names and and like uh, abilities written down. So your name was Balmir, is that right? Yes, yeah. I spoke with one of uh, one of your compatriots earlier. Right? He noticed my oh, yeah. work on my illumination. Yeah, it says here you're an illum- uh, illuminator. You also do mason. You're good with masonry. Yes, yes. I grew up near the one of the larger cities in Asgarth, and so my mother worked on illumination. Um, but my grandfather on her side was a mason. Oh, oh. I'm just going to add that to your the list of skills here so we know who to talk to. Oh, excellent. Most of these buildings are actually in surprisingly good shape. Good, I mean, you know, the, uh, the windows and stuff are broken out, but structurally, pretty sound. Oh. oh, yeah, that is good to hear. I was thinking that, but I'm definitely no mason, so it's good to hear it from you. If you want to walk with me, if you wouldn't mind walking with me and just uh, helping me take some notes, I would appreciate it. Sure, no problem. Yeah, so I'll just point out to them the different buildings that are made by the different origins and whatever. Okay. See that right, rock yeah. over there? That's granite. That stuff is 99% silicate. It's never going anywhere. A good building. I didn't understand any of those words. I'm going to put good building. <laughs> I'll take it for granite. Uh, I knew somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. We were all trying not to say it, except PJ, who was waiting for his chance to say it. Yes, I was. <laughs> all right. What about what about the rest of you, Jesse? <laughs> Jesse's dying. <laughs> he's, he's actually crying. <laughs> I mean, it's just been building. Reason, <laughs> For yeah. some reason, this session is just each comment compounding <laughs> on top of each other. It finally just got me. <laughs> it's just since Danny's like, damn it, not again. <laughs> it's like I, he keeps teeing them up for you. <laughs> I know. I mean, Matt's already uh, said I gotta get the low hanging fruit because I'm short. So I mean, hey, that that's funny. That was that was funny. <laughs> he does not disappoint. We don't want to hear about the old man and his low hanging fruit. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> I think the funniest part was Danny's preemptive sigh when you opened your mouth before you could even get it out. He knew, <laughs> he knew exactly what you were about to say. Yeah. Because yeah. I, like everyone else, had thought it but had not said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah i mean it's kind of kind of an interesting set of circumstances going on around town that i'm not even sure how lando really fits into the the flow right i mean i'm not out not out in the woods killing squirrels or anything but uh, right so um, here's here's what you do notice if you're in town yeah. is the uh it it seems to you like for the most part the Lightbringers seem to ignore most of the what they call demi humans but they do not ignore you. Uh, like when they go, pa- go by you, they say hi. Um, they, uh, one of them asks you if uh, you know any of your kin folk worked helped work the uh, orchards here. Uh, you know before the before the shadow war, hmm. um, or or if you or if you worked 
uh, you know, helped work with the orchards in any capacity. Uh, do you? I don't remember do you, from my backstory if, if you were, we were well, local. You well, you came. You came in. You did the um, yearly seasonal work to help take mm-hmm. the take the cider downstream. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that's right. Right, and I worked on the boats. Yep. Got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if you let if you let him know that he he just asks you if you'd be interested in doing that again. Uh, sure. I'd love to captain a ship for you. Oh yeah, you you were uh, up to doing to captaining a ship and uh, steering it down the river and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm great at that. So you've uh, you've been on the Apple Run like a lot, or like a lot of seasons, or a couple. Okay. Uh, he, I'm just going to mark you down as possible captain. Like he's got a clipboard too. <laughs> <laughs> what was right. your name? What was your name again? Lando. Yeah. Uh, would you be interested in like uh, helping run a crew to get to get the orchards back up to snuff? If it, if it came to that. Well, it doesn't it make much sense to um, carry the boats into the orchard to load them. No, um, I mean uh, we've got to get the orchards back up up and running before we can start you know producing cider. I didn't realize the trees were running anywhere. What is going on around here? <laughs> they didn't used to do that. I don't have much experience in chasing trees, um, but captaining ships, very good. Yeah, uh, uh, is wasting a bite. Make up, make up, make a perception check, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> a ten. Even with a 10, you see him scratching your name off his list. Oh. <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> this guy is like the Drax of halflings. <laughs> oh. Standing very still. Stand really, really still. <laughs> All right, what about what about Mortimer? Mortimer, you notice that these uh, the Lightbringers especially, especially have... Uh, no like for you. They're very confused and unsettled by your presence more than anything else. What are you doing? Little bunny foo foo hopping through the forest. He's definitely picking up field mice. Pooping up the field mice and popping them on the head. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not like... He's moved on from terrorizing squirrels to field mice. I'm not super into the Lightbringers or anything. I mean, clearly so they're racist pieces of crap. Just um, that into you. So you're not I'm you're not gonna, open to dating any of them right now, but oh, definitely so, not. I don't even I don't even know what kind of I don't even know how that would work. Well, you know, I'm just rabbit. when I update your profile for you on this guy's clipboard, I'll just make sure I mention that you're not into them in that way. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not into them in any way. Like, I'm not even as like, not even well, as friends. Or yeah, not like <laughs> inserted, but like, you know, <laughs> in anything more than platonic, you know. Right. Not even platonic. I'm just kind of there. Mortimer, your dating app is it called Thumper? <laughs> I'm muting. I'm muting PJ. <laughs> it just gets worse yeah. and worse. Muted him. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'll just do my thing in nature. Which, which is like, sh- like shitting little pellets everywhere. It's like, yeah. what is 
What yeah. is your thing exactly? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a monk. Also, meditating. All I've noticed about your character so far is that is that you go around <clears throat> beating up on tiny rodents, and then <laughs> more like impaling. And then and then, and then you go and then you go take naps during battles. That's, that's <laughs> well, literally I mean, I all I know about you. Shot in the chest. Yeah. So, so Danny also. Um, I wouldn't have been satisfied with just him crossing my name off. I would have continued to follow him and ask him questions about um, running trees um, with the orchard and stuff. And mm. just, you know, I mean, if he could explain it to me, then, you know, maybe I could provide my knowledge to him. Right. He turns and looks at you and says, you know, the gel was the first thing we got up and running. You want to see how that runs? Oh, I've, I've been there before, too. I, I've seen the inside. It's okay. Just more concerned about these running trees and how we catch them. He just did not likely ask you. <laughs> actually, actually, he, he gets his clipboard and writes your name down again and writes something else next to it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end up stealing that clipboard. So your friends, your friends with the rabbit guy, right? Mm, no. Definitely friends with Rabbit Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Possible collusion with Fey terrorists. Terrorists? What have I done? All, all because this guy can't take a joke? Come on. You would have never lasted on a ship. Lightbringers uh, light don't they don't uh, take jokes or, or last on ships. Mm. All right. Um, Hence so, why you need me to be a captain. Just saying. So Hence. over the next... Say pants, uh, hints, hints, clues, hints. Uh, over the next um, few weeks, things kind of continue to go that way, uh, sort of the same way. The uh, the dwarfs of the Ash Grips uh, come to you, Corso, and and uh, tell you that they were told they can't have the smithy back; they can only work as apprentice smiths in their old shop that, that their family built. They ask you to do something about it. Um, All right. Uh, um, I tell them uh, that we're in a bit of a bind ourselves trying to figure out what to do. It appears that uh, the Vass family does not have the influence that it once did. But I'll do what I can to help you. All right. Uh the, uh, so wait, so the, the Lightbringers are going to own the shop, or they're just going to let you work there? No, they've given it to some uh, some human smith that came with us from Asgarth, Kuvan tells you. So, And they, they're putting you in a different shop? No, they just told us we could work as apprentice smiths under, under him if, uh, if we want to still work there. And why why'd they even have you come along? Well, I mean, they they didn't have us come along. Uh, Corso, if I'm honest, Corso, uh, you know, kind of forced it on them, which I would, we did appreciate because we wanted to come back home. Hmm. Um, I bring her see more and more like douchebags. Yeah, uh, I tell the Ash Grips, I I say, why don't you stop by uh, our tent later this evening? Um, You'll be our guests at dinner, and uh, we can discuss this matter uh, with my mom and grandfather and 
and my friends here and see if we can't come up with some kind of a plan. Okay. All right. So they stopped by that, that evening. You guys are all having camp food, which is uh, actually all provided by Mortimer. It's a lot of uh, small pheasants and uh, you know, <laughs> sm- small game that he's caught and bopped to death barehanded. <laughs> uh, okay, then. That's interesting. <laughs> Sushi of the forest. Every every one of them is a is an animal between one and six pounds with its head just bopped off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really uh Corsa really doesn't know how to take this Mortimer fellow. I kind of <laughs> thought he might be more in tune with nature, being that he was uh partially fey. Yeah. No, he's 100% Fey, but he is uh, he's more wild than Fey. He's an angry rabbit. <laughs> he's from the Fey wild, but he's from, from the wild side of the Fey. <laughs> Do right. they bring a therapist or a counselor along this caravan? <laughs> I think my <laughs> rabbit, this rabbit guy needs to lay down on the couch and talk about his childhood. <laughs> Man, what do you young... expect? I was like 87th middle child of a family. I was ignored my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when you're the middle child out of like 60-something kids, you gotta you got to fend for yourself. Yeah, and your mom ate the like, you know, last three or four. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't pull your weight, you got eight. That was, that was the <laughs> family motto. <laughs> on the crash. <laughs> <laughs> say mine are bad? Jeez. <laughs> all right so yeah. so anyway you guys are uh, are eating some uh, roasted uh animals of different kinds with potatoes oh, having a a mice meat pie i guess so, yeah uh, who who prepared this did mortimer cook it no he doesn't he doesn't do no, that he, he just so. catches yeah. it okay. he just he brings them all to hops up with it in his mouth and he decapitates it. it. He brings oh, them all okay. to Nodgar and just lets and just expects Nodgar to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nodgar uh, tells me that while he appreciates Mortimer bringing food, it does help stretch the rations that we brought along. Um, he's never prepared Cardinal and Blue Jay before. <laughs> that, that's new. <laughs> yeah, you don't get much out of that, but the mm-hmm. but the pheasants and. Uh, he even caught one wild turkey, so that was that was good. Mm, was it eighty or a hundred proof? Yeah, I was going to say no. No, the one hundred one. Great approval. One hundred one. Yes, the one hundred one. Oh, we're just going to do this. We're just going to do this. We're just going to recall everybody's everybody's inspiration is just gone. Come on, <laughs> no, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> hey, I was wondering. Was, so, so, in any case, we're, we're here to talk about. That was it. Yeah, that wild turkey was a test. You all, you all failed. <laughs> what? The wild turkey was a test, and you all failed. <laughs> hey, I got a question. While they're in that discussion, can I? Is there any way I can like sneak off and try to like stealthily over where the light bringers are or the light speakers, and like so I can find out more information about what they're up to and like, why yep. they yep. turn around with everybody. That. Yeah, you can do that. We'll we'll do their their meeting here, and then we'll we'll do that. Sounds <laughs> like this town's going to get its first hanging pretty soon. 
Whereas here, we were reliant upon the Baron who the Lightbringers appear to have his ear. Well, I could definitely get a message to them and see if they're interested. Uh, your, your grandfather, your grandfather, Corso says, well, I mean, you know, the Lightbringers did pro provide most of the fighting men for the to fight off the Shadowpox creatures. Uh, that's true. Um, but uh, it appears that they had ulterior motives in mind. They they did it not because it was the right thing to do, but with an eye towards a reward. And it appears their reward was Holbeck Hill. Well, are you, are you suggesting, uh, sir, that their reward might be greater than just Holbeck Hill and the surrounding areas? Well, just just reading between the lines of that writ, uh, this isn't the only town that the Lightbringers have been granted control over. So you're concerned that your ancestral lands could also fall under their control? And they're just using... No, no I wasn't... I wasn't thinking about that. I just meant it uh, sounds like they've got a grip on, on a lot of the air, towns and lands in Exenad in general. Uh, not necessarily in the Midlands, just countrywide here. You know, there are thousands of, of these Lightbringer soldiers, from what I understand, all over the country. So in other words, if you tried to retake this place, you, they would just get reinforcements. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we try to take it by force, but I don't believe my grandson was saying that. Uh, you know but, I mean, there's no political will to do it either. I mean, who's going to join with you? Um, it seems like they've set themselves up to be able to do what they want. I thought you were sneaking to... off. I thought you were sneaking off somewhere. Shut your mouth. You <laughs> <laughs> said afterwards, I'm here supporting you guys. Nah, you said <laughs> while they're doing this... Uh, Anyway. <laughs> well, well, what do you all think? Um, we we had no legal right to the lands beyond that that was granted to us by the Baron. Since he has seen fit to revoke that, the Vast family has no no um, no claim to uh, to Holbrook Hill, and apparently we don't have the political clout that we used to. I have no interest in remaining here if the people that I can communicate with are willing to come with us. Okay, that's I don't one more to go. What about, uh, what about you, Mortimer? I don't want to be around a bunch of racists. Uh, I believe the term is specious. <laughs> Call it what I want. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so that's two to go. What say you, Lando? I don't know uh, that there are many uh, ships in Old Vermidia, but perhaps there's a, a good port of call. <clears throat> your your, uncle, your uh, grandfather, rather, says, oh, there's a couple of lakes and some rivers there. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Place creeps me out with all the running trees and stuff. Anyways. <laughs> That is a concerning development. That's true. The orchards <laughs> never did that when we were in charge. You know, I went in disguise the next day to the next day to try to help that guy out, and he still wouldn't talk to me. So annoying. <laughs> I wanted to see one, but they wouldn't even let me near their orchard. 
be like, Birch, please. <laughs> I feel like uh, we should all we should all get our inspiration back because of that. <laughs> Everybody except for PJ. To punish him. <laughs> I think the only way to punish him. PJ is to give everybody else their inspiration back except for him. Then I did I my like job I'll, as a bard, so it's not really punishment. That. So. I felt like I lost my inspiration from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, the, I asked, uh, it seems like all of my friends are in favor of moving on. Uh, I asked my mom and and grandfather would they stay behind or do they want to come with us um your mom says well so uh you spoke to sir rojit uh what did he say was going to happen to us then if we stayed here uh he offered to find you lodging uh but there would be the control of the orchards would pass to the light bringers so there would be no way to support yourselves mm. We have a little bit of money um, left over from from when we uh, began this uh, this adventure, but um, it'll run out before long. I have no idea how long it'll take to uh, reclaim the Midlands, or at least our lands there. I bet if you did paintings like of the Lightbringers stuff, you know, it's so, true. Grandfather, we discovered uh, is, some, is yeah. uh, somewhat of an artist. Do some paintings for Sir Rogent, maybe a painting of him on top of the Shadow Dragon, you know, with a lance in its skull. Yeah, he'd probably like that. Uh, I'd rather do I'd rather do portraits of my grandson doing great deeds than some foolhardy lightbringer. I'm just talking about how to support yourself while we go get your lands back. Oh, oh. Well, well, if we're taking others with us, uh, I guess I, I look at the ash grips. Are are they indicating like they might want to journey into the Midlands as well? Um, they were speaking in Dwarvich, which, which a couple of you understand, but uh, uh, I think I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So it sounded like they were just kind of uh, whispering the pros and cons to themselves. And uh, Kuvan turns and says, "I'm not sure. I mean." Uh, it is frustrating to lose our, our smithy here, but we will still be able to work it. Um, it could be dangerous to go to the Midlands. I mean, everyone knows it spent you know, decades under it's, the control of the shadow. It's true. We we don't know what awaits us there. Um, if we knew for sure that there was, you know, safe passage and work there, then of course I would I would rather do that. But if nothing else, the Lightbringers offer do offer us some work, and the uh, we'll keep the shadow creatures away. If for well, no other reason uh, than to keep if, themselves if safe. Things, if things become untenable here in Holbeck Hill, you you will always be welcome in in the vast family lands. So really, if you guys, if if you want to try to persuade them to come with you, you can. It's kind of where you're at here. What you okay. Get. Well, I would try to persuade him because we would need uh, someone to who's to feeling black here. What was that? So, so yeah, right. I, I would try to... Meeting or not. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What did you say, PJ? Am I actually here for the meeting? Am I aware of all this? Right? Uh, that's up to you. 
Now so somebody too. pointed out that I wasn't, so I just was. Uh, yeah. So you you said that you wanted to be going and and doing some uh, reconnaissance while the meeting was going on. So. All right. Just make someone... sure. Hey, I'm trying to keep it real and honest here. Yeah. No metagaming. Right. Cool. All right. Um. Well. Uh. Let's see. Do I know that the the contacts that that Balmir has? Do I know that they're also dwarves? Probably not. Well, yeah, I w- guess I would, because I guess I'm the only one that knows that he really is a dwarf, right? I guess Siofra told you he was from that group. Yeah, 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 yeah you know. Okay, you well, I, not, I, I, I won't give it away. I won't give it away, but I let him know that uh, it's possible that they might not be the only uh, of the stout folk to join us, and uh, and we can always use skilled craftsmen. Um, and so I just try to persuade them. All right. Uh, yeah. Give me a give me a persuasion check. Okay. Can I give him advantage on it since I'm also a fake creature? Uh, what? Well, they're not fake creatures. They're just dwarves. dwarves. Not fae. I thought no. dwarves were fae. No. Oh, okay. I only rolled a six with a plus four. That's terrible. <laughs> he rolled a two. They do not. They do not seem convinced. Uh, Kuvan says, uh, "We'll think on it. Uh, uh, we'll speak with you again before you leave for certain." Okay. Uh, well, uh, I asked them to at least uh, keep this under their uh, under their beards. Don't let anyone know our plans. The Lightbringers uh, may uh, may not like our plan. So, if they can uh, keep it uh, on the down low until we uh, decide to go, that would be appreciated. Of course, of course. All right. Okay. Anybody else have anything to say on the subject? Nope. Well, I asked Balmir if he'll reach out to the others. They're miners, correct? Yes. Accomplished Do miners. Know, uh, we should probably get like full-grown people to help us and not children. It might be more effective, by the way. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Do I know, would there be uh, any mineral wealth there that they could uh, help us extract? Would there be a reason uh, for them to go with us beyond just being displaced themselves? Uh, I don't feel like you've ever done a lot of research on your ancestral homes. Uh, you just like uh, tuned out while your grandfather told you about them. So you could ask him. Okay. Well, yeah, he's sitting there. I'll ask him if he's heard of anything. Oh, yeah, of course. There was a, there's a, uh, in the Midlands, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's, I mean, there's uh, Thunderstone Keep that was uh, uh, full of dwarves who mined uh, gems and metals and all kinds of of precious things from the earth. That's in the Midlands. Oh, excellent. Okay, well then, uh, I asked Balmir if he'll reach out to uh, to his clan and see if since they've been displaced, if they would like to accompany us. Oh, yes, for sure. I'll, uh, um, next time I see Siofra, I'll let her pass a message on for me. Okay, well, it sounds like our plan is to, uh, to leave Holbeck Hill to the Lightbringers and forge our own destiny. Sounds like the best idea to me. All right. Um, all right, PJ, give me a stealth check. 
All right. <clears throat> trying to stealth around. Me too. Give me, a give me a perception check as well. <clears throat> you get to re-roll that? I get to re-roll that because I'm lucky. Uh, uh, you do get to re-roll oh. that. Yeah, that's true. An eight. All right. So you sneak around town for about about an hour, but you never you never find where these uh, speakers of the light people are in town. You search all all the places you think they'd be, like the uh, the old inn and like the larger buildings and stuff in town, but you don't find them. Well, that right. was you, you come and you, uh, when you get back, you, uh, you you come back at the tail end of this meeting as. Uh, Corso is like saying that sounds like our plan is to leave, you know, leave town to the Lightbringers and stuff. So it sounds like you missed some kind of an interesting dinner. All right, well that's that's fine. Um, I like Corso for some reason, so glad to help out. One's got to keep Lando in line. You know, him worrying about these trees running around everywhere. You know, got to deal with that. Uh, Corso's getting all excited that everybody's signing on to go on this expedition. He says, we're going to leave our mark on the world, everyone. That's the vast difference. I was oh, waiting God. to use that joke, damn it. <laughs> I was I was going to use that as the vast deference when you <laughs> deferred to someone else at some point. <laughs> Does that mean we get to pee on stuff when you say leave our mark or what? Oh, boy. I believe... There's nothing we can do to stop Mortimer from peeing on everything. I pee on stuff <laughs> all the time. That's why they call him Quickfoot. Why his friends call him Whiskers? <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So you guys have that meeting. The next few days go by. All right. Quentin was uncharacteristically quiet, but I told him he's going with us anyway. Quentin agreed because uh, the, he had been told, he and his mother had been told that they couldn't have their old home back earlier that day. Uh, and so he's very put out by that. Um, and that's that's really all I had to say about that. <laughs> I keep my eyes out for Siofra. See if I can get a message out through her. Okay. All right. Well, uh, time begins to go by. Um, you guys eventually find out that the speakers of light are actually living in uh, the old old vast estate, as it's known in town, and uh, it's being set up for Sir Roget to kind of uh, rule the area out of there. Um, and we're gonna say I want to say a couple of months go by before you hear from Siofra. Uh, do you guys kind of all just wait? You're kind of waiting for that. Well, uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out and you know act as if I'm gonna stay here. So I mean, whatever they want me to do, I'll do. If they would contact me about illuminating their scripts, looking at the buildings, whatever. I'm gonna act yeah, like I was gonna. I was gonna say, we don't want to let them know. You know, yeah, we don't want to let them know that we're we've got any plans. So um, Corso is gonna try to uh, ingratiate himself to. Uh, Sir Rogent's daughter, see if I can uh, get any intel without her knowing. Okay. Uh, you're able to ingratiate yourself with her fairly easily. Uh, Sir Rogent uh, still seems to uh, 
to like you. He he does find a house there in town. He actually gives your family the old mayor's house, uh, explaining that there's no longer a mayor because the the light bringers don't require one. Mm. Um. So uh, so yes, yeah, she comes by and talks to Corso almost uh, every other day, something like that. So we're able to get a lot of information out of out of her mostly that her dad is uh concerned with the protection of the town he sent sent for more troops uh since you know ha- almost half of them were lost fighting the dragon that kind of thing okay uh, yeah I'll, there... I'll pass along anything that i find out to the others when especially when we find out that there's reinforcements coming sounds like we made the right decision right yeah, it sounds like the, the plan is to uh, set up a small garrison of Lightbringers, basically, in town. And they're um, they're also hiring folk to work in the orchards. That's like the biggest thing they're doing right now, to try to get that back up and running. Because they realized that was the biggest uh, moneymaker in the village. Yeah, Cor- Corso is not super happy about that. Not only do they take our home, but... They're moving in on our business, too. I'm glad Dad didn't live to see this day. Right. Because the orchards were his baby. Are they the apple of his eye? It's just like... Anyway, Matt, what did you say? You said something about what we're doing over the next couple months. I just said if, uh, you know, they asked me to illuminate any scripts or to... Oh yeah. So one of the speakers comes by to meet you, and he shakes your, shakes your hand and asks you about yourself and tells you that uh, he appreciates your offer to help, but they don't need your help. Huh. No uh, worries. Uh, uh, it wasn't my idea. One of your uh, one of the lightbringers just saw me doing my work. So. Yeah, uh, make me an insight check as you uh, talk to this guy. Somebody got a twenty. Oh, uh, Mortimer killed some more squirrels with his quarterstaff. That was actually an accident. <laughs> sure it was. Woo, still... 22 inside. Okay, you realize that this guy recognizes you as a dwarf while he's talking to you. Um, before, you know, and then he's he's polite enough, but then you know he tells you no thing. You know, they won't be needing your your assistance huh. uh, at the end of the conversation. I understood. It tells you to have a nice day, that kind of thing. And you as well. All right. Uh, anybody else doing anything over the next couple of months? I'd like uh, to try to like see if I could just maybe uh, ingratiate myself to the light speakers by like maybe performing for them and like learning about if they have any like ritualistic songs and just maybe that fly on the wall just watching. I can glean any um, information from them. Every time you get close to them or talk to them, they always ask you if you want to work in the fields on the uh, on the orchards. I'm a performer, man. These fingers, gifts. They say, when you when you say that, they say you can perform perform a great service by helping us get the orchards back up and running. <laughs> and then uh, I guess uh, I suppose that Lando, you spend a lot of time trying to find the running trees. You do not find any. They're all just yeah, stock that's still. Such a disappointment. Yeah. <clears throat> at some point, tall, you realize people realize, don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. At some point, you never realize that the guy just meant get the orchards 
producing tr- uh, apples again. I, you're saying I never realized that? Yeah, at some point you never realized that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Someone even, tell, someone even tries to explain it to you, and it just does not make sense. Because you've definitely heard of walking trees before, and Mortimer mm-hmm. has like, seen them before, and he tells you that's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. So, so, so you're just like confused as to why the guy teased them and then just refuses to tell you where they are. <laughs> Mortimer <laughs> would like to spend a significant amount of time in the tavern showing people up with his dart skills that he right. uh, really All built right. up uh, by killing a bunch of birds and squirrels. Roll me, roll me a d4. Before. Determine how you die. <laughs> One. One. On the first day there, you're told to leave and not come back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just go back to the woods <laughs> killing birds. Okay. Fair enough. Are you All just right. going to leave the dead birds on their porch by the door? Yep. <laughs> a bag. Headless birds. <laughs> <laughs> I just hang them around Different the door, <laughs> like with some twine. He's just bopping heads left and right. <laughs> All right. True story. When I was in college and worked as a security guard, I got a call one night, and someone had uh, shot a squirrel, uh, halfway disemboweled it, and then made a tiny noose and hung it outside one of the girls' dorms. For funsies, gross. That's gross. That's thanks really for sharing. Funny. Thank, thanks for sharing, though. Is that like a, that? a mating ritual in Kentucky that we are not aware of? That was in it Tennessee. Was in Tennessee man. Oh, yeah, I was about to say that was in, that oh. was in Kentucky. That's what. <clears throat> that's in, that we are Same aware difference. of that one. I'm. We are aware <laughs> of the one in Tennessee, actually. That one's. That means uh, I've met your father, and he approves of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go buy your wedding dress, honey. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've totally lost track of what we were doing. Uh, we're waiting on the birds to come back again. That's right. Yeah, you so were thinking not... of tiny squirrel entrail nooses. That's kind yeah. of distracting. All right. <laughs> so it's al- almost two full months since you arrived in Holbeck Hill before. Uh, uh, Balmir, uh, Siofra pops up one day. Uh, you're you're doing whatever it is you're doing there in town, trying to keep busy, and uh, a raven flies in through the window of whatever uh, room you're in and turns into Siofra, and she says, Ah, Balmir, oh, I've worked for you. Good, because I need to get out of here. They've realized, the light speakers have realized that uh, I'm not human. And now oh, they're no. racist against you. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure how, but they just uh, they figured it out. And uh, actually, myself and the others that you set me up with were planning on leaving to go to the mm. Midlands, try to reclaim his ancestral homes. We had oh. discussed perhaps. Um, apparently, there's an old dwarven keep there, uh, Thunderstone Keep. Oh, I've heard of that. And we had discussed perhaps. Um, Strong Shields and the other clans may have some interest in accompanying us so they can mm. find lands where they can be free and not worry about displacement again. Apparently this, this old you know, place was uh, rich with minerals and gems. Ah, yes. Well, that would be why the dwarves probably settled there. 
but you well, said you uh, had a job. Yes. Um, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll make a trade. If you and your friends will go and do something for me, I will go find the uh, the rest of your kin and ask them if they'd be willing to go with all of you to the Midlands. Okay. Sure. What's uh, what's the deal? Ah, uh, there's a cave. A couple of uh, days travel uh, uh, west of here, uh, where where there's been some strange activity, and I was hoping hoping the group of you could go and check it out for me. I, uh, okay. What kind of strange had, activity? Well, there's been some uh, some kobolds uh, running around there. Huh. Uh, they seemed fairly excited, but I haven't had a chance or time to deal with it myself, and uh, won't for a while. And you know, if kobolds start to get excited, it's normally best to uh, see what they're doing sooner than later. Yeah, we can check that out, and then also bring her up to speed on what else has happened around town with the. Lightbringers and what they've done with the dwarves and everybody else's houses and boss and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, she says, all right, I'm going to go. I uh, have a couple more friends in town to, to check with, but if uh, if you could head out, it's it's uh, early morning. Like, you haven't even had breakfast yet, probably, when she right. arrives. If you could head out today, um, you could be back in four or five days, and um, I'll have you an answer by then. Okay. Oh, and also, while you're out, uh, the, um, not James, Lando, uh, said that there were some trees that were running around in this area, so I don't know, uh, want to keep an eye out for that, I'm not sure what that could be about, but I haven't, I haven't seen any of those around here for a long time, but I'll look into it. I'll let him know, he'll he'll be relieved. (laughs) All right. so, uh, James, um, you're having your, your morning first breakfast or whatever it is that halflings, <laughs> halflings have. And, uh, Seofer shows up to talk to you as well. She's, uh, she, uh, does a similar thing. She flies in, flies in as a bird of some sort and then turns into her, her normal halfling druid itself. Please says, tell ah, me Mortimer tries to behead her. Well, only if, I guess if Mortimer's there, maybe, but he knows Seofer as well. So, uh. If he sees a bird, he might he might take a shot, but then when he sees it turn into a halfling, he probably changes his mind. Well, what does Sofer right. tell me? Uh, hey, James, I was just checking in to see uh, if you had any information for me. Oh, I've been working really hard to try to get to know these light bringers and the light speakers, but it seems they are extremely uh, prejudiced against anyone that's not fully human. Um are obsessed with getting every halfling or non-human or half-human work in the orchards to get that up and running again, which, by the way, I only need to let like my cousin know about these running trees, because he thinks they're really running around. It's kind of funny. So, um, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Lando, I heard he was worried about some running trees. I'll, I'll look into it, but I haven't seen any trees moving around here in years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I just have this gut suspicion that there's something going on. That it's, it almost seems like they're making a play to establish something here. And, you know, Slave labor. Like uh, a town? Uh, or The whole thing. I mean, Corso apparently got kicked out of his own home and they lost his orchard. And, uh, and me, me and Lando, they're just, you know, rubbing us every chance we get and they keep trying to force us to work in the orchards for whatever reason. And, I I try to find where they 
hang out or meet, and I haven't been able to find anything yet from them. So it's very oh. odd. All right. Well, um, I will check on that as best as I can, but I probably can't find out much more than you. I spoke to your friend uh, Balmir. Uh, you know Balmir? Yes, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and asked him if uh, if the group of you, uh, you and your friends, could go go do and do something for me today. Uh, oh, he has yeah. all the detail. He has all the details, but there's basically some kobolds. Uh, I'm, I'm worried might be on the verge of causing some trouble. So uh, okay, yeah, yeah, we we can take care of that. Give me something to do, and the way these from all these light bringers, man, they're, they're almost harassing me. It's horrible. So, mm. Like I've had yeah. it like up to like here, or I guess down here for most folks. That <laughs> all right. Well, um. If you can check on that for me, I'll I'll see if I can get any information about them for you. Uh, I told Balmir I'd meet you folks here back in about five days. Okay, that works. Right, be safe. Oh, I always plan to. She turns back into a bird, and if Mortimer's around, she flies away quicker quicker than he can get to her to bop her. <laughs> Immediately right. on sight of a bird, I just start throwing darts. I don't care who I'll- it is. Call call a meeting at uh, Corso's tent to give everybody the deets. Uh, well, Corso doesn't have a tent anymore. He's got a nice house. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go to the mayor's house. Meeting at the mayor's house. All right. Uh, yeah, Corso is excited to get a chance to, uh, to test out some of his new fighting ability. He's been working on it hard over the last couple of months. Especially this is the first time I've been to the mayor's house coming in through the front door. This is nice. <laughs> oh well, you knew you knew your mayor, uh, the old mayor's back door pretty well. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Hey. Here's the real question: Do you prefer the front door or the back door? Oh uh, come on! Now it's getting dark. Anyway, Valmir, you get everybody together. Once the Rabbit starts making everybody uncomfortable. You, uh, you have a chance to speak. Uh, I met with Theo for others. I was caved two days west of here. Some kobolds apparently milling around. She asked if we could take care of that, and in return, she'll make contact with uh, my people to let them know about our plan to possibly go into the Midlands to see if they would want to accompany us. Uh, so... Uh, anyone who's up to it, um, we need to head out today. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah, within the hour. Is, uh, is on board for this. He sees it as a training exercise. <laughs> we need to know that we can handle ourselves because the Midlands aren't going to be civilized after this long under the sway of the shadow. That's an excellent point, Corso. Anyone else want to come along, or anybody else wanna, who wants to stay here and? Pay tiddlywinks with the Lightbringers. Oh, no, I'm coming along. Yeah, I'm kind of bored anyways. Oh, and I asked the Ofer to look into the walk uh, running tree thing for you. She said she hadn't seen any around here in years, but she'd, she'd check it out. Okay. They seem really concerned about it. I didn't see any. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, she hasn't seen any in either. I think maybe that guy had been, you know. Hitting the sauce. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Those tall people can't handle their sauce. No, no. Yeah, those demi dwarves are not good at drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Orso just kind of rolls his eyes. All right, so the group of you uh, heads out. Uh, do you grab any kind of uh, supplies before you leave? Take anything with you? Make any effort to sneak out or just kind of head out of town? Um, uh, I mean, they don't. They haven't told us that we couldn't leave town or anything, right? They have not. No. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that we could afford much in the way of supplies. We've just got our gear. Um. Well, I mean, I've got a few gold pieces. Is there anywhere in town that I could buy a lance? No. Okay. The Smithy is up and running, but they're not like selling weaponry or anything yet. Gotcha. If anybody, if anybody asks, we'll just tell them that we're going on a hunting trip because we're tired of eating small mammals and birds. All right. So the yeah, the Smithy is mostly making like door hinges and you know handles and things like that right now. Gotcha. Tools to help, you know, uh, work on the houses, that kind of thing. I, I mean, I just grabbed, you know, about five days, six, about a week's worth of rations and other supplies, you know, candles. Okay, yeah. uh, Estovian, Estovian and Nodgar gather you guys up some rations, uh, like four or five days rations each. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back and just gear up and head out. You're uh, going to take your horse? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to leave Estovian and Nodgar here because I don't want them to, to get into any trouble and they can watch out for mom and grandpa while we're gone. But yeah, I'm definitely taking Bartlett. All right. Put him through his paces. All right. Well, I, I sneak out just because, you know, I, I don't want them to know I'm gone, but I also, you know, don't want to advertise what I'm doing. I don't trust those fools. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm sure they won't figure it out when all your friends are gone and so are you. They'll be like, oh, uh, who knows where he is? Probably not with all those people he's usually all the time. Probably not with those people he usually hangs out with, who are also gone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I'll let you sneak out. You can sneak out. Uh, uh, Somebody roll me a D10. He's rolling that one. Whoever has inspiration. (laughs) Well, that counts me out. That's nobody has inspiration right now. All right, Matt, you rolled a, a nine. So nice. as as the group as the group of you are walking out of town, a uh, uh, light bringer squire says, uh, "Whoa there! Where are you fellas heading so early this morning?" Out yeah. to hunt. We're tired of eating small mammals and birds. We're going to see if there's any bigger game out in the surrounding areas. All right. Give me a uh, deception check. Were we told uh, that we needed to keep this hush hush to go check out a cave? Like no. Why am I doing deception at a minus one? Is there anybody else who's better at this? I'm I'm better at it. You're not there. You snuck out. Well, that's just a shame. So there's a 16 at a minus one. All right. He says 16. Nice. He says, all right, well, uh, well, good luck. We'll uh, see you later. Yeah, may the light be with you. I don't know if that's what they say. But That's a good saying. We should use that. <laughs> Write that down on his clipboard. He's <laughs> got clipboards. clipboards. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you guys head out of town and uh, spend a few days hiking and, and venturing, <clears throat> eating rations, which are actually just like uh, 
little hard muffins that Estovian likes to bake. And one of these some, days, uh, I'm going to take one of those clipboards, <laughs> shove it right up one of those white ringers. <laughs> like well, they seem I'd like, like they could be quite that. useful for taking notes. Maybe you should steal one before we go on our expedition. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you after I get it back. Well, I don't, I don't need it. Quentin likes to read and write things. Uh, you guys realize Quentin's not there, and then all of a sudden he just kind of appears, walking slowly, <laughs> like with a book in front of his face, yeah. and still yeah. not tripping. Book in front of his face, just kind of drooling slightly. All right. I mean, this okay. guy never has talked much, but he really has not been talking much lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the last two months, we can't get anything out of him hardly. For a man of his letters, he's a man of few words. Uh, something like that. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, um, I think that's probably a good place to start. Stop for the night, and we'll start with you guys arriving at the uh, finding the cave next time. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, we're gonna uh, kill some kobolds. Uh, co- well, we don't know we're gonna kill them. They're just excitable. Mm. That was. I'm going to put darts through their eyes, personally. You guys went straight to murder hobo mode when you heard kobold. Mm -hmm. Y'all aren't speciesist at all, are you? (laughs) No, no, we just don't like demi-humans. I I chose as my flaw that I harbor dark, bloodthirsty thoughts, so I'm totally leaning into that. (laughs) Killing cute little animals the whole time. You've been bopping a lot of things in the forest. That's all I know. <laughs> bopping them on the head. Yeah. Does uh, does do, do you Anything also uh, do you also wet your bed at night? Uh, I don't sleep. Mortimer. Mortimer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you piss on the grass while you're sleeping? I do that <laughs> normally, so probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kill small animals. Wet yourself while sleeping. Okay, that's two out of three so far on the serial killer checklist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we uh, we figured out that we don't need to be hanging out in Holbeck Hill tonight. Yeah. I may have just Fair. discovered a character arc. And I assembled uh, 12 horsey men. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I hadn't any total. Maybe uh, PJ can prepare a song for us about leaving Holbeck Hill for the next time that we play. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some musical interlude. Yeah, if you can, ladies, if you can prepare you know, a montage. song, a song yes. or a sonnet or something for next time, I'd definitely be willing to give you inspiration for that. Yes, we got that on recording, so y'all heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, he mean, knows that he's going to take it away from you probably five minutes after you do the song. Point. That's not the point. <laughs> I can't believe you're giving them five minutes. <laughs> we'll the set the over under at five. We'll set it yeah. at five. Yeah. yeah. I'll right. take I'll take those odds. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys are crazy. All right. Well, uh thanks for thanks for playing tonight, guys. And uh those of you listening, thanks for listening. Good night. Deuces. Good night. Bye. Bye, Craig. <laughs>